no, 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 you miss, you misheard. I didn't say a puppet or a Muppet. I want dancing llamas. Please stand clear of the door. Welcome to Walt Disney's Carousel Podcast. Oh, you're in for a real treat. Hello and welcome to the Carousel of Podcast. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And this is episode number three, and we are going to be talking about some of Disney's intellectual properties that are not being fully realized in their theme parks. And what do we mean by that? We mean Disney movies that maybe they do have an attraction inside the theme park, or maybe they don't, but we feel that there's so much more they could be doing with it. So, uh, first, let's start off with some news. We interrupt this broadcast for... Disney News! So first up in the Disney news cycle, we have uh, Disney World unveiling some new Star Wars themed shows for Disney Hollywood Studios. So let's go through them. We have a new enhanced Star Tours uh, that's going to be coming out, which is going to use um, some different scenes, characters, and journeys from Star Wars The Force Awakens. There's going to be Star Wars Path of the Jedi, which Disney describes as a cinematic reel celebrating the Star Wars saga. Maybe that's just a movie? I don't know. Uh, next up, the reimagined Jedi training, Trials of the Temple, featuring new characters including the seventh sister from the Disney series, Star Wars Rebels. I have never seen Star Wars Rebels, but apparently there's a seventh sister. <laughs> um, and something that I'm very excited about, the Symphony in the Stars, a galactic spectacular, which they describe as a nightly fireworks show set to Star Wars themed music that will be reimagined as Star Wars, a galactic spectacular this summer. And that is super exciting for a lot of people yes. because Symphony in the Stars is one of the best fireworks um, nighttime shows that Walt Disney World does. I was completely blown away when I saw that for the first time this past year at one of the Star Wars weekends. So yeah, super excited um, yeah, to and it's see gonna that. Be, it's going to be more than just fireworks too. It's actually, they're going to use projection, apparently, and this is what I read, uh, they're going to use projections uh, onto the Grauman's Chinese Theater and it's going to feature scenes from Star Wars, different animations, so it's going to be completely multimedia. So that'll be um, pretty similar to Celebrate the Magic, the pre-show um, for Wishes at uh, Magic Kingdom, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, but more Star Wars. Right. So, <laughs> next up in the news, I'll let you take this one, Andy. So yeah, um, next up in the news, we have a little article letting us know about the new Disney Springs stores. So Disney Springs, I don't know if anyone has you know been keeping up with the um, current renovations. It's looking so great so far, but there's a lot of construction going on over at Disney Springs. I'm sure everyone is aware. And recently there has been a lot of new stores announced that will be coming to um, the shopping center and it seems like they're going to be bringing a lot more high-end like very neat stores some some that you I could imagine you wouldn't normally find in like um, these like vacation destination places including Anthropology, Kate Spade, Sephora, Mac uh, I'm pretty much just naming all of my favorites, but apparently there's going to be a Coca-Cola store, an Alex and Ani, Under Armour, a lot of new retailers coming out there, and that kind of surprises me because I'm not really sure where they're going to put them all, but 
Um, that'll be really interesting to see how those play out. Yeah, to be honest, I'm looking at this list of uh, these high-end stores that are coming to Disney Springs. Uh, first off, I probably cannot pronounce a heck of a lot of them. And also, I don't even know what they would possibly be selling. Yeah, well, we'll get to um, go visit those once they're all in, and I'm sure it will be a great time. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, speaking of Disney Springs, there is a new arrival there, not just in the shape of a store. What is it, Andy? It's the Water Tower! Yeah, so Disney <laughs> Springs Water Tower is officially there. The new icon for the whole shopping and dining area of Walt Disney World. So. Hashtag brand everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it seems like it's a pretty cool little icon, so that's that'll be nice to really yeah, add to yeah, it. Yeah, it's neat. It ties into the theme of the Disney Springs area, right. so it really, you know, it brings everything together. Uh, next up, Disney has revealed more from Shanghai Disneyland. Um, this comes from one of my favorite theme park websites to refer to, Theme Park Insider. So they have posted a bunch of new images which look freaking amazing. Uh, the first one on there is from Pirates of the Caribbean Battle of the Sunken Treasure Ride. Um, it's a nice cool animatronic figure of Davy Jones looking creepy as ever. Um, and the next image they have is of a vista called Adventure Isle. So it looks like a big mountain, uh, there's some palm it's trees. It's a volcano, maybe. Maybe it's a volcano, I don't know what comes out of there. Um, <laughs> uh, and the next one is an image of Voyage to the Crystal Grotto, and it has a really cool statue, I guess. It doesn't <laughs> look like an animatronic, uh, it just looks like a statue of Mulan. Yeah, that, um, it's, it seems like that's going to be a boat ride in their fantasy land, so that seems very cool. I would really yeah, love to. And there's a little, if you look in the corner, you can see a little Mushu dragon, so that's, that's always neat. That's really cute. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, it looks a little, uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly to spec, according to the uh, movie, but it looks similar. Um, and then something very exciting is an image of Disney's newest roller coaster at Shanghai Disneyland, the Tron roller coaster. You get to ride a light cycle. So if you're a Tron fan, I guess you are currently booking your tickets to Shanghai Disneyland because this looks epic. Yeah, the renderings of the um, roller coaster that we've seen in the past looked very, very awesome. Um, but just seeing the, you know, the real photo of the real thing, like actually going down the track, I'm like very stoked about it. Yeah, and the last image that they feature on the Theme Park Insider website um, is an image of a Shanghai Disneyland hotel, and it looks glorious. Just. I it's beautiful. There's like stained glass ceilings. There's really nice bronze statues in the center, the floor, the marble work is amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so everybody should definitely go check out themeparkinsider.com. They post a lot of um, news that we refer to, you know, for Disney World and a lot of the progress going on at Shanghai. So yeah, definitely go check them out and look at these images because they're really impressive. So the next little news segment that we're going to talk about is Disney World's Story Maker. Um, this is an interactive system that Disney's rolling out, and it's supposed to work in conjunction with the whole My Magic Plus experience with the Magic Bands. And I didn't really know that much about this, but once I started reading, I was like, I I think this is like very cool, and I'm very excited to see how it's going to play out as they keep you know rolling out later installations of it. 
Okay, so the best way for me to describe this is if anyone has ever been to Universal Studios um, Orlando, then the ET ride there, they have this you know little technology where you give the person your name when you go onto the attraction and you go through the entire attraction and then towards the end there they have some technology in place to where the one of the ET figures actually will say each guest's name. And so that's pretty similar to what Storymaker is going to be like, where um, the information that is in your magic band, so your name, your hometown, um, that type of thing, when you pass certain points in the parks, which have yet to be installed, or they have been installed and they're you know, still testing them, when you pass them, it will alert that system, and then you will have sort of a more personalized experience. So right now, what they have in Small World in Magic Kingdom is when you are leaving or when when the ride is in its last scene there are little screens that are displaying a little goodbye message with people's names on it and so if you I'm not really sure how that would work with people who aren't using a magic band that's something that I don't I'm not really sure about but um, for I, I guess it just automatically reads it because I don't think there would be a section where people would you know like at Universal where you give an attendant your name so that seems very cool it's like just a little a very small new um, addition but that is you I know feel, I find it a little creepy I will say that it's a little <laughs> weird um, that Disney knows where you are at all times I think the whole point of it is to really just add to a, a more personalized experience for a lot of people because it really isn't going to do anything to you or I, um, you know, going through a ride and then it yeah. says our names. But for kids, you know, if it if there's an animatronic that says your name or, you know, even with Small World, if, if you know, kids can read and they're like, oh, look, your name is up there. That's like very impressive to a lot of children. Yeah, so. and I guess this new system can't really do any more damage to It's a Small World. So, yeah, I think that um, once... Disney starts progressing and adding in more um, trigger points with the story maker um, technology. I think that will be a nice, a very nice little addition. It's the little details that really make things so. And we saved the best news story for last, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, Disney's Rivers of Light just recently posted a behind the scenes featurette. And if you don't know, Rivers of Light is the new. Nighttime. Nighttime show at Animal Kingdom. So we're going to post a link to this somewhere. We'll, I don't know where we're going to post <laughs> it, maybe on our Instagram page, but you'll see it. Um, so in the video, it's just beautiful. Uh, you get to see how these... So it's uh, Rivers of Light is going to be centered around these beautiful water-based lanterns that are illuminating the water around it and there's going to be a water show there's going to be fireworks and in the behind the scenes featurette you see how they craft these elegant rustic looking uh, animal lantern figures and i'm not doing the video justice but it <laughs> really just makes me personally excited to go to animal kingdom you know this show just it looks like a perfect combination between phantasmic and illuminations mm. and they're really putting everything into this and i'm just so excited. Yeah, we're both very into any sort of Rivers of Light update because they have been working on um, that show and that area in Animal Kingdom for over the past year. And so we've been walking by the walls all year long, just so excited to see what's going to happen. And it just is really um, panning up to be, you know, 
well worth the wait. Oh, for sure. And it's definitely, like, no doubt about it, going to breathe new life into Animal Kingdom. So that's just really, really cool to think that in the next year or so, the Animal Kingdom could be potentially a completely different park. Yeah, like, they're really extending the uh, nighttime hour, so... Animal Kingdom's never been a nighttime park, so it's going to be a completely, like you said, new experience there. Um, I don't know what to expect. Uh, with Avatar Land, it's going to be completely different as soon as the sun goes down. Yeah, so. so always nice to hear updates on Rivers of Light, and can't wait to see it soon. Our main topic today are some of Disney's intellectual properties that we personally feel are being underutilized at their theme parks. And some of them might already have some sort of attraction or show at the theme park, but the universe generated by the Disney movies is far greater than what they're currently showing at the parks. Yeah, and don't get us wrong, we're definitely huge fans of Disney movies, Disney everything, Walt Disney World especially, and we think that Walt Disney World is obviously a great place to visit or else we wouldn't be talking about it and we wouldn't visit so often. Um, but there are a few it things... It sounds like Walt Disney has a gun to our head right now. <laughs> yeah, we love the parks, man. Don't get us wrong. We love, love the parks. Put the gun down, Disney. Put okay. the gun down. Okay. But we do have some uh, movies that we feel like there are certain attractions, and we're going to give some ideas for attractions. Yeah, we so have if you're ideas. Listening, if you're listening, Disney, we got your back. We got you. We got you. Oh, okay, yeah. So first up, Monsters, Inc. Currently at the theme park, there's really only the Laugh Floor. Yeah, so... What um, is that about? Well, okay, so... In Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland, you have um, Monster, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor Show, which we talked about in our last episode as one of the attractions at Walt Disney World that we do think is slightly underrated. Um, and then in Hollywood Studios, there was a Mike Wazowski and Sully meet and greet. Um, currently, I don't believe, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that that is no longer a thing, at least not in that area, because that whole entire area is pretty much closed now um, for construction on the new lands that will be coming. Um, but I know we always passed that before. We never actually did it, and I don't know why, because Monsters, Inc. is amazing and those are some of Mike my favorite Wazowski. there's some of my favorite characters so I'm not really sure why we never did stop and chat with them but you know so there are those couple instances where you encounter the Monsters Inc universe in the parks and then there is also in Tokyo Disneyland the Monsters Inc ride and go seek dark ride which neither of us have been to Tokyo or Tokyo Disneyland, so we can't speak for how speak that... Speak for yourself, Andy. <laughs> you have not been there. So we can't speak for how that attraction is, but some of my favorite Disney bloggers say that this is one of the best rides they've ever been on. And, you know, again, speaking as someone who loves the Monsters, Inc. universe and those characters, I, it really does look very cool. So we, we feel like those are all pretty decent solid representations but but there could be more there could be more and we have a suggestion disney if you're listening in your monsters inc movie there is an intense door <laughs> roller coaster just waiting to be realized right. i've been wanting this for as long like when i first saw the movie just please make it and <laughs> okay so let's what are we talking yeah, about yeah so what we're talking about in monsters inc there is a 
segment, a uh, series of scenes involving the doors, the doorways to the mon from the monster world to the human world. You go into like the warehouse storeroom yeah, where warehouse, all the doors all are. All the doors are there, and there's an, this intense chase scene between Sully and the Randall and the Randall man, <laughs> uh, and it just it's begging to be a uh, theme park roller coaster. And Disney, sad to say. You could use more thrill rides. So there we go. That's the first one. Uh, and if you want, create a whole land. You have Monsters University. You have Monsters Inc. I'm hoping, hoping you're gonna have Monsters Inc. too. Um, what? I would this love is it. news to me. There's no news story out there. It's not a thing. But I mean, the first movie set up a sequel so bad. Why'd you give us the prequel? Yeah, true. Well, so yeah, we, we love the Monsters, Inc. universe, and there are some pretty solid representations out there, but you really can't deny that that scene or, you know, a couple of scenes where they are racing through the giant room on these rickety doors that are, like, you know, rocking back and forth, it does look very thrilling, and that could be a very fun, very... Just give me my door. Very well-themed. Just give me my door. <laughs> roller coaster. Right. Okay, so what's our next idea? Next idea. Well, this one's based off a movie. They love doing that. This one, they're creating a new movie for it. Jungle Book. Mm. Okay, you're always looking to add more stuff to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Give me the Jungle Book. Just make a land. It's begging to be a land. Yeah, that is kind of, once we were kind of um, talking and preparing for this episode, we talked about the Jungle Book, um, especially because the new movie's coming out and we just saw the trailer again, and my gosh, my gosh, my gosh, I get emotional over that thing. So, not gonna go off on a tangent about that, but anyone who loves Disney and hasn't seen the new Jungle Book trailer, go see it now. Bill Murray is a bear. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Jungle Book. So. You know, when Animal Kingdom was born into this world, why was there never any nod to the Jungle Book? It's a if whole freaking movie yeah. about animals in the jungle. <laughs> so I just think it's, I mean, unless we're forgetting something, and I don't think that we are. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's just so many characters in that movie that are incredibly lovable, likable, super cute. Like, there's not even... Yeah. You can incorporate all the characters. I think you can create actually a... you might be able to meet Baloo yeah, somewhere. That's it. Like that's it. Yeah. And especially for Animal Kingdom, the Jungle Book, create a monkey kingdom, create a, a bear exhibit. You know, there's so much you can do with that, and we just feel like it would be such an amazing land. And Jungle, um, the Jungle Book is such a classic Disney movie too. So yeah. that's pretty surprising. All right. Uh, the next one is Aladdin. So yeah. Cody, I think that you really have a um, a sad obsession with thrill rides. Like Walt I'm a thrilling man. You okay? So Walt Disney man. World Resort is a wonderful place that I feel, in most parts, is pretty well balanced as far as what it offers. Not always perfect, and definitely could use improvement. Um, but for the most part, pretty well balanced. So this is not a place that you come for strictly thrill rides. They offer thrill rides, they offer themed rides, they offer everything in between. But after this podcast, they're gonna listen, if, and it's gonna be a completely new park. If Cody had his way, he would have his love of Disney mixed with his love of thrill rides, and it when would just- When I have my way, we are going to have Aladdin Escape from the Cave of Wonders, the new roller coaster. So I could see this being like, 
Universal Orlando's Revenge of the Mummy, one of our favorite rides at those parks. This isn't a Universal podcast, so we're not going to touch on that too much more, but, but that was where we drew some inspiration. It's a great ride, and this could be amazing. There's no real Aladdin ride. There is a small little virtual reality thing at Downtown Disney. Oh, sorry. Disney, Disney Quest. At Dis- yeah, at Disney Quest where you get to put on this sweaty face mask and go into the Cave of Wonders, and it, it smells bad in there, and this could be a nice ride. Please make this a nice yeah, ride. Yeah, and there is, in uh, Adventureland in Magic Kingdom, there is the spinning carpets. I'm not really sure what the name is, because it doesn't really matter. You have that exact same ride embodied everywhere else in Walt Disney World. You have it in the classic Dumbo, which is really all you need, and then there's also, I think, spinning dinosaurs in Dinoland USA over at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, if you like spinning in a circle and going vaguely up and down, you would love Disney because they have a lot of those. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's cute and it's fun it's and it's all right for what it is, but we feel like, um, especially if they were looking to expand and possibly add another thrill ride, that Aladdin's Escape from the Cave of Wonders would be a nice little, um, almost, uh, you know, not, not too thrilling, not like rock and, rock and Roller Coaster, but... Um, no, but it could be so amazing. You could see Abu being really stupid and picking another up that opportunity. jewel. It would be another opportunity for a very well-themed yeah, ride, I think. Just give me the, I'm not asking for much. Just give me the Cave of Wonders. That's it. <laughs> So going from zero to hero, our next (laughs) underutilized Disney intellectual property, Hercules. He is a Greek god, and he doesn't have a ride at Disney? What are you thinking? Come on. Okay, so our suggestion, we're not asking for a land, we're not asking for too much. Hercules, Battle of the Gods. So with Hercules, we could have an entire attraction built around the Battle of the Gods scene. This movie is so amazing. It was one of my favorites growing up, and it would be a dream come true to see an attraction based off this. So what we're thinking as our inspiration for this Hercules-themed attraction, um, we actually did draw some inspiration from a separate theme park, which shall not be named, but um, it is embodied elsewhere, and we think it would be very well transferable to this park and, well, this resort and this character and his story. So basically it would be um, kind of like a half show, half, Screen. Half 3D, yeah. half live action experience where you have a Hercules actor going up against the gods and the gods would be on the 3D screen and there'd be water and fire and just, I would be smiling and don't you want to make me smile? <laughs> Come on, I have a beautiful smile. Yeah. Okay, this one is not an attraction, so it might be a little easier <laughs> to make. Do you want to talk about this or you want me to? Yeah, 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 I'll talk okay. about it. So... Everybody knows that Disney loves their dance parties. I love it. There are dance parties all over the resort, you know, sprinkled throughout the parks at various times and um, at various events, whether it's a, a Halloween party, a Christmas party, a 24-hour party. Disney loves the dance parties. And so we are just going to go ahead and add to that madness and suggest a little bit of the um, Emperor's New Groove universe please give me cronk dancing (laughs) cronk's dance party if you give me any sort of show with dancing llamas i will be there now i disagree because i think a um what's his name 
Cusco? Cusco. I think that a dancing Cusco or like Cusco in a fursuit would be terrifying. No, 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 no. You miss you misheard. I didn't say a puppet or a muppet. I want dancing llamas. Oh, like if a they can real train llama. llamas to dance in the Disney park. Once again, I feel like you're you're so carried away with the theatrics. In our last episode, you mentioned how you just wanted to ride an ostrich. If and now I am you're... paying hundreds of dollars for an annual pass, the least they could do is give me dancing llamas. <laughs> so. Well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but I do think that a cronk dance party would be fun because I feel like that would just be... It would be kind of like The Incredibles, but better because he would be one of those really big giant... Um, suit people, you know, that would just be really funny and fun to watch and dance with. Oh, and yeah. on that note, on it, Uzma, is that Uzma. her name? Uzma. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't want her there, but I think that is a character that is sorely underused. I think she is one she of the most there. She interesting. She could be there, but like peeking around the corner, like no, in the no, background. no. I'm talking more like, um, just because you know, like villains are like super popular right now. Everyone loves a villain. Yeah, so I, I just think she's one of those characters that's so interesting and like you love, you, you hate to love her, you love to hate her, I don't know. Um, but I, th I think she, like her outfit is so cool, her spidery eyelashes, I think that's a character that could really, you, you could do a lot with her. So them. I will say on this list we have, one of your suggestions, Andy, was the Prince Mess and the Grog <laughs> dark ride through New Orleans. So there's a bit of a typo. Just just ignore that. I do like it though. The pr Prince Mess and the Grog. The Prince Mess and the Grog <laughs> dark ride. So do you want to elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, sure. Well, okay. I wasn't thinking of anything too crazy. Um, just that Princess and the Frog is pretty special to me because um, I just think. How can I explain this? So It was a return back to their original animation. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I am just a sucker for nostalgia and a sucker for all... Oh my gosh, a sucker. A sucker for all things great and in the past. And I... You like all great things. Yeah, and so, you know, when Pixar came along and really became the big thing and um, 3D and computer animation is like really where we're at right now, and that's all fine and good because it is a great technology that has produced a lot of really beautiful things. Um, but there is that special place in my heart for the traditional animation style. And in 2009, when Disney's Princess and the Frog came out, I was just so happy about that because it was probably one of the last films I'll ever do in that style. So um, it's just sentimental to me for that reason, uh, in addition to just having really great music, really fun score, and really fun characters, and a great storyline. So so yeah, I, I just think that it would be nice to have a fun little dark ride. I feel like that would be another one of those things that could be very, very visually pleasing and very well themed. I'm not really sure. Maybe what the um what the carrier would be like the um you know what you would actually be sitting in whether it's I like I could see it being a street cable car yeah or that could be it right there yeah um you know just something that would take you through the various scenes of the movie i think it would be fun to go through like a bio scene and um maybe like a through the t you know through the city through the town of new orleans and so yeah i just think you could do a lot with that i don't think that um while Disney World is necessarily lacking in Princess and the Frog um, utilization, because they do have 
um, the meet and greet with Princess Tiana and Prince Naveen in Magic Kingdom, and those are some of the most well-themed characters I've ever seen. I just love their costumes, but um, so they do have that meet and greet, and they are featured in parades, and that's not a whole lot, but I do think it would be fun and cute to have um, a, a, um, a new dark ride that is for one of the newer films, but also is like kind of a tie-in to the past because the film is traditionally animated. So that's where I was going with that whole suggestion. All right, next up is not really a ride per se, it's gonna be an attraction, but the intellectual property is Brave. So they do have a meet and greet with Princess Merida. Oh my gosh, Mer Merida. Prin <laughs> been a while since I've seen the movie, obviously. <laughs> Princess Merida, uh, the red-headed lass, but I was thinking it would be so amazing since, you know, they're getting rid of lights, motor, action, there could be a really cool archery show. You know, get some professional archers, do some tricks, you know, maybe shoot an apple off my head, something cool. Yeah, um, something along the lines of Kind of like how Lights, Motors, Action really doesn't have that much to do with like Disney at all. It's just mostly about the movie aspect and it was more for like entertainment value to kind of shock you and thrill you and just sit there and kind of watch a very cool show. And I think that's what this could be where it's not necessarily trying to tell a story. It would just be one of those like very cool like oh my gosh look at these tricks that they can do with a brave theme on it. It would be even better if they could possibly get um you know the main people in it to be characters so like if m the merida that they hired to play the character um could actually you know be the what's the word for someone who does archery an archer an archer <laughs> oh my gosh that's so embarrassing and you're almost a college graduate almost yeah well not quite so um so yeah i just that's that's another one of our ideas it's not quite uh developed all the way but i feel like there could definitely be something there kind of playing you don't up. need to develop it further bow arrow apple brave that's it okay that's all you need I also think, well, I also think it would be super cute how in um, festi the Festival of Fantasy Parade on the Brave float, um, her three little brothers that are bears, they like poke their heads up and down. I just think that's so along. cute. Yes. Three bears, bow and arrow, Merida, and Scottish accents. Oh yeah, can't get enough of that. Yeah. All right, next up is uh, an area that used to be at Epcot. It was the Wonders of Life Pavilion, where they had Cranium Command, they had uh, the Body Wars exhibit. So it was pretty much an area dedicated to the human body, um, and Cranium Command in particular was basically an attraction where you would go inside someone's mind and see the inner workings of how that person processed a day. You would see them waking up, you would see them going through troubling times, you would see them going through happy moments where they would meet a girl that they really had a crush on, their emotional reaction to that. And, and what what does that sound like to you? Um, uh, I would say that sounds like Inside Out. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so what the heck, Disney? I don't, I mean, I don't work for you. I feel like I should be on payroll because I'm coming up, I'm doing all the heavy lifting here. <laughs> so basically, you already have the ride. Cranium Command, but do it inside out. All you have to do is change the characters, maybe, uh, you know, revamp the show a little bit, but 
the the whole thing is already there. Yeah, it's sitting there, just waiting. Yeah, Inside Out is an entire intellectual property about the inner workings of the human mind and how like uh, individuals process their emotions and how they go through fear, anxiety, uh, joy, and cranium commands. An, an attraction that I loved as a child is not there anymore, and this would be a great way to utilize the intellectual property that's just sitting there. Yeah, and we do have to give, well, I think that we have to give Disney the benefit of the doubt, at least for the time being, um, since Inside Out was, you know, just created and released a few years ago. Um, I know that recently, you uh, Joy and Sadness, those characters, uh, are now available for a meet and greet in Epcot. So there, there's some baby steps into fully integrating them into Walt Disney World Resort. But, uh, you know, we if they don't do much else with Inside Out or those characters or that universe in the next few years going forward, then we're going to have a problem because this movie was such an, a crazy, incredible hit, um, broke oh, all yeah. sorts of records. Like, they would be crazy to not take advantage of that in some way. Yeah, so if you look at Frozen, that movie was such a huge I was success. hoping we would not look at Frozen. No, but... I, have a, I have a point with this. So look at Frozen. It was a movie that did so phenomenally well. And speaking of Epcot and rides that already existed, the Maelstrom, yeah. Frozen comes in because it's a huge success, takes over that ride, and basically Velcros their name, their theme, onto that existing property. Which is a whole nother... Yeah. talk for a whole nother oh, yeah. day <laughs> but frozen is now taking over the maelstrom and you know they're still utilizing that boat ride but with a frozen theme mm -hmm. so disney could... well actually we don't know because it might be a completely different ride or i don't think they're reusing i think the it's entire... still it's still going to be a boat ride so it's mm. basically the same uh, yeah, attraction you're right, but different you're right. theming so with the wonders of life pavilion and in particular cranium command they could easily just slap an inside out logo on the front put the characters in there and it's already there and people loved inside out so come on disney just give it to me yeah i got so excited when i saw online that joy and sadness were coming to epcot because we are not the biggest fans of character meet and greets but i would be all over that like I just I just think they're so cute. So, yeah, that's that's very cool and I I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that Disney probably will take advantage of Inside Out and, you know, all all that its universe has to offer um, maybe in the next few years. Well, maybe in the next few years would be expecting too much because, you know, there are all of the different various uh, construction projects that are going on right now. With, yeah, they're pretty busy. Yeah, they are pretty booked up solid for the next uh, five years. But I still um, want those dancing llamas, though. Oh, yeah. The, the Kronk dance party, easy. Just slap that right in there in the next few months and we will be good to go. You can really train llamas to do anything. <laughs> well, you know, ever since they took out... Um, Goat Galaxy from Disneyland. They are in need of some live livestock yeah. in the parks. So, a llama is basically a taller goat. Yeah, take out the goats in Disneyland, bring the llamas to Florida. Give me one of those brushes that I can put on my hand. I can brush a llama. <laughs> if I can dance while brushing a llama, the annual pass is well worth that it. That sounds like a risk management nightmare, but I would be all over it as well. That's fine. That's fine. There's yeah. like an emergency room on site, so if something goes wrong, there, there, something will go wrong. Something will go wrong, I'm sure. 
All right, well, that concludes episode number three, our discussion of some of Disney's underutilized intellectual property in Disney theme parks. If you want to hear more of the witty banter and entertaining quips between Cody and I, stay tuned for episode number four. And until then, feel free to check us out on Instagram at Carousel of Podcast or shoot us an email with any questions or suggestions for future episodes at thecarouselofpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. It's been a real treat. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream away.